the work of the Holy Spirit is there, beginning in creation and, and wherever God manifests himself uh, by his presence. Uh, and, uh, and the Holy Spirit comes upon uh, the prophets of the Old Testament and anoints them and rests upon them. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Vast Podcasts. Good to have you here. Today, we're doing some listener Q&A. So we've got Michael joining David and I. What's up, fellas? How are you doing? Good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. Good to have you here. That was my Dave Campbell impression. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I always think about that whenever we start an episode and I ask him that. It just sounds like the least friendly person on the planet. It's my favorite of you two's bits. I'm it's good. my favorite. Thanks. <laughs> David, how are you? What do you guys say about me to my face? I hate to think what you say about me behind my back. <laughs> Absolutely nothing but wonderful things. Nothing but the utmost of honor. Maybe. So, all right, I posted a call for some questions the other day, and we got some good ones in here. So we're going to run through these quickly. And um, we answered one of the, actually, when we posted this, the most uh, uh, question we got in the most the most times, the most themed, was around (laughs) abortion. Uh, We answered that question in our abortion episode. So uh, that, as of listening to this, will be out directly after this episode that you're listening to. So if you asked a question about abortion and we don't talk about it in this episode, come back next week and you're going to hear that question get answered. So here's the first question. What was the Holy Spirit's role in the Old Testament? They referenced David, I believe, in a psalm saying... Uh, take not your spirit from me. So that, that, what was the Holy Spirit's role in the Old Testament? That is a great question. As a matter of fact, I have a good teaching on it. Um, but uh, when you think about it, um, the Holy Spirit is there a heck of a lot more than you think. The Spirit hovered over the waters. Um, and so where God speak, where it speaks about the breath of God, the Ruach is the breath of God, is the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God um formed creation and the spirit of god uh was breathed into uh adam and eve and creation uh and so uh and then um the when adam is kicked out of the and eve are kicked out of the garden uh and this is a whole theme it's in a way it's a storyline of the bible the loss and restoration of the presence of god but wherever the presence of God is, you find the Holy Spirit so that, uh, you know, you've got the cloud and the fire and you've got the uh, presence of God filling the um, tabernacle of Moses and then again the temple of Solomon. And so this is the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you get prophetic references to the Spirit and, and of course, the famous prophecy in Joel, that uh, as well as passages. Ezekiel, where the spirit is breathed into the dry bones, which is prophetic of Pentecost, and and um, Isaiah prophesies the coming of the spirit as well, and even Jeremiah does, and uh, of course Joel, you know, in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So uh, the work of the Holy Spirit is there, beginning in creation, and and wherever God manifests Himself. Uh, by his presence 
uh, and uh, and the Holy Spirit comes upon uh, the prophets of the Old Testament and anoints them and rests upon them. Um, and so there's a whole rich, uh, I mean, John the Baptist, leading right up to John the Baptist, who in one way is the last of the Old Testament prophets, who, uh, who was filled with the filled- Holy Spirit in the womb, by the way. Exactly. That was, you took the very words out of my mouth. And so, so that, How it, strange that the Holy Spirit would fill an unborn child in the womb. Well, that that we should have talked about that in um, our abortion conversation. We're talking about it now. <laughs> but that Carry is, on. That is the, there you go. So kill two birds with one stone. We can make... Oh, we I- prefer to say feed two birds with one scone. One scone. <laughs> yes, it's 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 uh it's more you know environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, all right, are uh, Californians after all. So, uh, but there you are. The work of the Holy Spirit uh, culminates in the filling of a, a a child from the moment of conception. Absolutely, and so, but that that work of the Spirit began in the moment of creation in the in the first couple chapters of genesis so there is a i'm only i'm only giving a quick tour uh you know a a one minute or two minute tour or something but there is a whole and then the other interesting thing is that the jews believed that the holy spirit had withdrawn from israel following the death of the last prophets haggai and zechariah malachi because of the sin of the nation and so for 400 years in Jewish, whatever Jewish literature we've got, um, there is no reference to anyone being filled with the Spirit. There's just this uh, common belief that the Spirit was not present. But uh, allied with that, connected with that, was the belief that that when the Messiah came, the sign that the Messiah would come would be the restoration of the Spirit. And the coming of the Spirit would be accompanied by two things, fire and light. And those go back to the cloud of fire and the pillar of fire and the cloud, you know, the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night of the Exodus, which indicates they believe that was the Holy Spirit as well. So um, and then at Pentecost, uh, the spirit descends with fire and light, the tongues of fire. And that's why thousands are converted at Pentecost when they weren't converted by Jesus' own personal ministry, because for 400 years they believed that the restoration of the spirit would indicate who the what who the identity of the messiah was and when the spirit came they knew the messiah was jesus that's interesting isn't it because the messiah means the anointed one the one anointed by the spirit um and so uh all of that leads up to pentecost which is the fulfillment of old prophecy concerning the spirit so and when you look at the uh, accounts of the birth of Jesus, you'll find that there was six or seven people like Zechariah and uh, Mary and Elizabeth and uh, Simeon, Anna and so on that are are um, prophesied by the Spirit. And we don't realize how revolutionary that was. That Those were the first occasions of prophecy and of people filled with the Spirit or touched by the Spirit since the death of the last prophets 400 years before. So it was revolutionary. And when Luke writes this, writes about all that, records that, 
this this was all absolutely revolutionary for the Jewish people and should have been indicators that something was really cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack Deere has an interesting teaching on uh, that subject of what it, what being filled with the Spirit, that specific phrase. Now, there are a handful of phrases around our engagement with the Spirit, but that specific phrase of being filled with the Spirit he points out uh, in the New Testament always have to has to do with recognizing Jesus as the Messiah. Now, if I were just to say uh, really simplistically what what David just said so brilliantly is that my understanding is that essentially uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit in the life of God's people is a major theme in the Bible that the New Testament fulfills the hope of what the Old Testament is looking for. Um, that hope being the presence of the Spirit with God's people permanently. That's what the Old Testament is looking ahead to. Um, And you see the Holy Spirit come upon select people that God chooses in Israel to do God's work, to lead them back to uh, obedience and and holiness. Ultimately, only Jesus can bring us into that obedience and holiness. And so with that comes the arrival of the Holy Spirit, not just upon special people like Jeremiah or Isaiah or King David, but upon every single believer. Quoting the prophet Joel, Peter says, uh, upon male and female, upon young and old, upon servants even, the Spirit's going to come. And with the Spirit comes prophecy, comes dreams, comes visions. From my understanding, uh, towards the end of the Old Testament, a, a big theme of what it meant for the Spirit to be present um, uh, is that that also meant that that prophecy was present. He is the Holy Spirit of of inspired speech, of, of prophecy, um, which is, I think, why Joel connects the two. My sons and daughters shall prophesy. And so we in the New Testament become a prophetic people. Even if we don't all have the gift of prophecy, we are prophetic by nature. Um, and that is a, uh, a fulfillment of the Old Testament hope. Uh, is that about right, David? Well, it's very, very, very true. The spirit of prophecy was what the Jews expected, and that's what they witnessed at Pentecost. And it's one of the reasons why I think it's important we realize that when they all spoke in tongues, they were prophesying, because as explicitly in the text, they were declaring the great things of God, you know, the greatness of God. And so um, we, we think we got hung up with tongues, but they and they heard people speaking in known languages prophesying that's 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 the big thing that happened at pentecost it was prophecy it wasn't so much tongues there was a miracle in that people were were enabled to speak foreign languages which by the way i think we undervalue and underrate that 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 actually happens more often than we think with speaking in tongues um but but the prophetic is the is the hallmark of we are the people of the spirit the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, Revelation nineteen ten, and you're absolutely correct that we the hallmark of a Christian is a prophetic spirit. It isn't speaking in tongues. I, it's bad news for some of our Pentecostal friends, like <laughs> our friend Chris Palmer over at Theosu, but we have to deal with them in love. Yep. Amen.